Welcome to the Food and Drink Business Podcast. Your on-the-go bite of the food and beverage industry. Welcome to the Food and Drink Business Podcast. My name is Grant McCarran, and today I'm once again joined by Kim Berry, the editor of Food and Drink Business and the host of this show. G'day, Kim. How are you doing? Well, hello, Grant. I am very well indeed. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much. And uh, well, we've had a a really great pre-show banter uh, before we hit record. (laughs) We have. I hope we can maintain the the atmosphere. I'm pretty sure we will. I think so. Go for it. So our guest today is Dr. Hazel McTavish-West. She's the CEO and co-founder of Woolworths-backed FMCG Business Incubator and Accelerator Program, Seed Lab Australia, which actually grew out of Seed Lab Tasmania. Hazel brought more than 25 years' experience in agricultural chemistry, food science and technology to Seed Lab. And when you combine that with her passion and drive for community, innovation and entrepreneurship, the success of the program, which is only 18 months old, is understandable. The Seed Lab community already has more than 300 founders, which range from sponsors and stakeholders to team members and content and program delivery providers to participants and potential participants. It's really quite tremendous. So welcome, Hazel. Oh, thanks, Kim. It's great to be here. It's. Uh, I remember when I first heard about Seed Lab and it was about Seed Lab Tasmania and how the success that it was having in the state and then that you grew it from, from there. And so I'd be really keen to get just a general idea of the types of companies or, or, or people that are coming to the program. So Seed Lab Australia is very specifically for certain product types. So we're looking for founders who produce value-added, f- better-for-you food and drink products mm-hmm. and sustainably produced personal and home care products. Now, that criteria might change over time, but that is how we were originally set up because that meets some of the growth strategies for Woolworths and where they're looking for innovation and new product development. Okay. And so Woolworths got involved when it was Seed Lab Tasmania? Yes, from the very, very beginning. Um, The relationship with Woolworths comes from my previous life as a product developer in the vegetable industry, not just vegetables, but other products as well. And they were very instrumental in making Seed Lab Tasmania bigger than we even anticipated at the beginning because they were so generous with their support. Because they've invested four million, is that right? Yeah, four million over the first two years and we're, we're talking about the future as well. Yeah, that's um that's fantastic. Within the incubator program, how does it break down? Are there different sort of streams of where micro businesses go or So we have three phases to Seed Lab in all our programs. There's there's a competitive application process to get in that's online that asks quite a lot of questions about the proposition, the founders, the business. It's quite it's quite intense to apply. Um, we then, for Seed Lab Australia, we 
check things like websites and you know GST registrations and and then look through the product proposition in detail and really try and identify with Woolworths is there space in this category um, and we look as a, te- a seed lab team about the business and yep these guys are really ready to to grow. So about one in three applicants get offered a place in boot camp, which is our six-week incubator program. And that, when I say six weeks, that means the program delivers over six weeks, but it's really only about an hour and a half of online live cohort group experience per week. And they get to choose whether they do that in the daytime or the evening, depending on whether they've got a day job or not. And they also have probably two to three hours of online on-demand videos and content to watch and some worksheets to do to keep them throughout the, the boot camp process. And that's designed to identify how close to being retail ready they really are. Yeah, because I imagine that for, for some, that concept is is quite intangible. Like, you know, what's what's the jump from me making it in my kitchen to getting it onto a supermarket shelf would be the great unknown. That's exactly right. And so we take boot camp takes them very much back to basics of have they got their domains registered? Have they got their brand name protected? Have they got their logo trademarked? Um, what style of business are they? Are they GST registered? Um, just all the things that if they're going to actually build a big business that's successful, they need to have that groundwork done. And then we look at who, what their understanding is of their consumer and how often we're working with, well, all the time, we're working with founders who have a passion about the products that they're creating and they've developed them often out of a need that they have. And sometimes they forget that it's actually other people's needs that you need to fulfil and the jobs that need to be done are for other people. So understanding who those other people are and why they value your product is absolutely key. And then we take them on a process of understanding how to communicate what they have simply because they often overcomplicate it and they get very focused on features and forget to focus on benefits. <laughs> and then we talk through the process of how to pitch the products to a, a retailer and obviously we're talking about Woolworths here. And for many businesses, I would say about half the businesses that do boot camp that's actually enough for now because they need to go away and do some work. And yeah, yeah. But but as you were saying, they've then got that foundation of all of those things that they probably well, I know I wouldn't think of it until further down the track when suddenly things were getting, you know, had more potential and then you would be chasing your tail to Absolutely. And you often can't backfill some of that. It's too late. And mm. what also we find is that we're working with the founders who have a passion for the product development or they have a passion for selling or they have a passion for talking to consumers that don't have a passion for accounting and intellectual property protection <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> HACCP plans. So um, we talk about all of that. And so we get them to think, go back and think about the boring bits that they didn't want to think about earlier. There's some interesting developments in that space, I think, in that um, there's someone like, you know, there's a company like, say, Openway, which then pulled in a few smaller brands to within um, Openway Foods. 
And some of the founders of those businesses were saying to me, it's great because now I can actually just focus on the thing that I wanted to focus on, which was product development or, you know, branding or, and, and, you know, this bigger body sitting over me is dealing with all of the other admin things that make me doze off. So, yeah, I think it's, um, it it's, would be such a valuable insight for them and, and, you know, knowledge to, you know, to then build on. Yeah, that's what we're hearing. And we've just finished literally last week round six of boot camp in Seed Lab Australia. And we had a very engaged group. I think we had over 35 businesses took part from actually 16% of them were from New Zealand. The numbers from New Zealand increase all the time. And we had we had a lot of personal care businesses and a lot of pet brands. And we just, the feedback is consistent that, you know, the appreciation of a structured way of going back and looking at those basic business things and and they feel much more confident then going forward because they they realise they now do have that strong base. But what also happens in boot camp is that about a about a third of them want more. And so <laughs> yes. they're like, what's next? I yes, just want to right. get this going. <laughs> so they have an opportunity to put a pitch video together and we, we outline what we need in that pitch video and, and the time, it's five minutes, that's all they get. And they also upload the worksheets that they have completed on their business. So they're not they're not um, theoretical, esoteric worksheets. They're worksheets for their business um, outlining where they're at and they upload those as part of an application for our four-month accelerator program, which we call Cultivate. We like to have a botanical theme, so we've got <laughs> like Germinate it. Boot Camp, Cultivate <laughs> yeah. Accelerator, and we're working on Propagate now. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so they th- about one in about 30% of the people who do boot camp get a position in Cultivate. It's quite a select group, and... Really, we're looking for businesses that are seriously ready to grow. They really have a proposition that's not far off being retail ready. But in some cases, actually, they're not retail ready, but they have a great vision, they have a great drive, and they are serious. And so we know that we can fix you can fix anything about a product. You can't fix the people. So the if the people are right and they've got that passion and drive, then we can work with them to help them get their proposition um, suitable for where they want to be. Are you seeing uh, particular products or types of products that are really popular? Like, are they, are, I mean, I'm, ga- I'm gathering, I mean, you're drawing, you know, people from within a particular sort of sector in terms of functional foods and sustainable foods and, and as well as personal care products and stuff. But are you seeing particular themes or absolutely so in the first round we had a lot of drink non-alcoholic drink alternatives and drink producers um it's a very very busy category now and there's been a lot of development from some of the bigger players which have made it even harder for some of the small ones to compete in that space we've had a lot of producers of personal care products that don't have any um, of the typical synthetic colours and fragrances that we're seeing in more mainstream products, so alternative, cleaner, greener products, if you like. We're seeing more recently uh, a lot of 
producers with home care products that are made from either recycled materials, I'm talking things like alternatives to plastic cups and plates, um, alternative cleaning products that perhaps utilise less water or are seriously made up of more natural ingredients instead of, you know, just there's some some people say it's natural because they've added essential oils actually the whole components of the products are significantly more natural um and we see a lot of increasing number of pet care businesses and i think that reflects possibly the fact that you know during covid a lot of people acquired pets <laughs> and uh, but but you know we 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 um I've just recently had a, must have had a little bit more free time because I've been watching a few more Instagram reels. And <laughs> if, if you follow a guinea pig trail or a pet <laughs> kittens doing interesting things, you realise just how many people really do have very strong bonds with their pets. So that's a that's a big area as well at the moment. I don't I don't have the figures in front of me, but the growth in like the pet food sector is it's staggering. Yeah. 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 And um, I have heard that you're a fan of a guinea pig. Oh, yes. Well, I used to breed guinea pigs <laughs> and I've decided that when Seed Lab is done and I'm yes. no longer in my green <laughs> Zoom room lots of hours a day, I am going to have lots of guinea pigs again because it just, they just make me happy. Oh, gosh, they're the best. We had guinea pigs when my boys were little and they're yeah. the best. They are the and best. I, and we had all girls and I they were all girls and I named them all the girls' names that I would have named my children if I'd ever had a girl. Right. Well, I'm going to do that too and I'm, I'm just – I don't care about filming anything and putting it on Instagram. I'm just going to sit and enjoy the squeaks. They are the best. They're just like little squeakers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much easier to clean up after than, uh, you know, dogs anyway. Um, <laughs> that was a nice diversion, wasn't it? So tell me about what you're seeing at the moment in terms of the impact of pretty much – the economic challenges and that everyone's experiencing, how's that affecting, you know, these companies? Well, look, it's a it's a moving target at the moment and it's changing by the day. And I think the thing that everybody is experiencing is not only longer wait times and more difficulty in receiving ingredients and packaging and labels and Pallets, pallets are rare as hen's teeth, um, but also the increased costs of all those. And so they are having to pass on the, co the increased costs to the consumer, which is coming at a time when also consumers have got less disposable income and are tightening their belts and thinking seriously about all their spend. So it's actually a perfect storm at the moment and I believe it's just building force. So the what we're doing in Seed Lab, which is what we were doing anyway, which is always helping the businesses understand their cost of goods properly and in every level for every aspect of making it, including adding in their labour, which is often the thing that doesn't get added in properly. Yeah, that never gets added in. Well, it does in Seed Lab. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, excellent. Yeah. But um, very much if they understand their cost of goods and they understand how that's changing and they, aren't, they know how to talk about the cost of things with their suppliers, we also help them to understand 
how to talk about their costs with the retailer and how to set promotional plans that are still profitable for everybody and, um, you know, really we're all about sustainability and profitability, but when we talk about that, what we mean is for the business so that they they do understand the game they're playing. It's not a game, obviously. Um, it's a life and death matter. I, I see that on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, these people are putting a lot on the line, if not everything. They are putting everything on the line, and, and many of them are building this because not only did they have a passion to create these products, but they also want to support their families so that they don't have to have a day job. And that is just such a big responsibility to put on a very early stage new business. And the thing that the mantra that we have in Seed Lab, apart from making dreams real, which is about making those business dreams real, is that you don't know what you don't know. Because most of the people we're working with come into this as hairdressers or lawyers or chefs or teachers or nurses, and they've never built a business before. So how do they know all the things they need to know? And worse still, how do they know what they don't know? So we try and make sure we've covered all off on those things so that they've identified the things they didn't know they didn't know and filled it with information. Um, but the other thing we're trying to teach them as well or in, in encourage them to do is to, by understanding uh, the consumer and by providing various resources to help them understand what's happening in the marketplace, that they can continue to evolve because they won't be able to just produce the same thing forever. That's not smart at all. And I was seeing something on Instagram the other day about a, a candle making and soap making business that that had put rather a sad reel together saying that they've really struggled in the last six months um, from a business that started in COVID and is obviously, well, candles and soaps were probably some of the things we were buying to make mm. our homes more hig or however yeah. you say that Scandinavian <laughs> word. And also something like a fancy soap is, yeah. you know, it's one of, it's like a lipstick, you know, it's just that little treat that picks you up. Absolutely. And it's they're also fantastic gifts that you send to other people who are stuck at home that you want to show that you love. But we're not at the candle and soap stage at the moment. We're at the have you got enough food for your kids stage and, um, you know, what can what you... What things are going to get cut, you know? Mm. So enabling businesses to be nimble and agile is really... We, we try and help them focus on that, but it's very, very difficult. And there are going to be a lot of businesses that don't make it through. And that's, we also have modules in Seed Lab on how to stop, when to stop and how to stop, as well as how, when and how to be full-time in your business, because both are valid. And stopping isn't failure. Not stopping can be failure because you can very easily derail your family finances. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that, like just as you were saying, you don't know what you don't know. I, I, I think very few of us would, if we were starting out on a new project, would actually look at the when, when do we call it quits, like in terms of when do we realise this project is not viable or that we have to – and you don't think of it in terms – I don't think of it in terms of that. So no. to have, you know, to have Seed Lab sort of helping them recognise that. 
as you said, invaluable. It's the hardest thing, and I've done it myself as well, of, of realising I had to stop a business. But we start in Seed Lab with the exit plan. What is your exit plan? What are you building this business for? Are you building it to sell? Are you building it to so you can quit your day job and you know just have enough money so that you can live? Are you building it to hand over to your children and have them continue the empire? And understanding that really uh, helps them clarify why they're doing it. I was talking to a lady the other day who's making a, a spicy sauce for, for cooking proteins in, and but actually her business dream is to have a an orphanage and support children. And I'm like, why are we building a sauce business <laughs> when actually the dream is to do that because there's quicker ways we could do that. And so really understanding what the driver is and separating out the personal life goal from the business goal and then making sure that those two align so that if you go down this path, you will actually feel like you've succeeded is really important. And when it doesn't happen, you end up with people building a big business that employs many people. So now they're not doing product development, which is what they love. They're actually managing people, which is a nightmare. <laughs> and, and they've got all these factories and equipment and it's just got to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So we try and talk about the difference between turnover and profit as well. Yes. yes. I was talking to the founder of a, a functional beverage range last week and she was saying to me that you have you you actually can't stop like you have to keep developing and reiterating and developing a new product. You can't just have your one product or two products and just go, well, that's that's what I do. She's like, you just, and we were, we were just like, you know, sharks don't sleep. That's very true. Don't talk about sharks. I don't like sharks. Oh, no, you're not a fan of sharks either, are you? <laughs> it's my one phobia, but fa- thankfully <sighs> I can usually avoid it by just staying dry. I love beaches. That's my happy place is walking on the beach but not, not in the water. <laughs> mm. And so when we're looking at, Seed Lab. What's your endpoint? What's your oh. what's your exit strategy? I mean, is it does it have a finite size? I definitely have an exit strategy, and it's probably something that I'm not ready to declare out in the public domain yet. But we are building a business that grows, and that's why it's exciting to see that the reach that we've got across Australia can also have resonance in New Zealand where they're looking to supply into Countdown or they're looking to actually export from New Zealand into Australia, which is what we are doing, talking about most of the time, and around the world as well. I mean, the the program in Seed Lab isn't just designed as a, as a funnel into Woolworths. We are equipping the businesses with skills that mean they could pitch their products anywhere and that's would be what success looks like for them as well, to build resilient businesses. Um, but we're also aiming to build replicatable, scalable, and, and that we we always have in pro, in the programs that we deliver in Seed Lab. So at the moment we have a very core team. There's only five of us, um, and we've got complementary skills and considerable experience, all in different areas, and we work really well together as a team. But it's very very difficult to find 
the right people to do this with. We spend hours together every day on Zoom. And as you've seen today, you know, the, the chemistry that can build, it can be very difficult when there is no chemistry or the one of the values, well, we values are very important to Seed Lab and, and that's because we've learnt through the hard way how important it is to live your values. And one of them is trust. You have to be able to trust the people you work with. And the other one is generosity. And, and Seed Lab's a very generous incubator and that that is because of the people that we, we do it with. And so... The businesses that participate, they don't lose access to our online learning management system, which we call the Academy, once they finish boot camp, because why would you do that? Some of them haven't had time to assimilate everything yet. And we're about we're about building businesses that grow. So, you know, we, we continue to iterate the content and keep it available. We continue to have masterclasses and workshops and what we call live in conversation, which is a bit like this only via Zoom and they get to ask questions as well. With industry heroes, in fact, we've got one this afternoon, Renee Lee from Mox Brands in New Zealand. And so our alumni, which is the third part of the Seed Lab program, is is that you get emails or the participants receive regular emails from me saying, this is the next event, make sure you register here and it's all free and they come along and they can ask questions and learn and they're recorded so they can watch them later. And it's that generosity, I think, that means that when they send an email saying, help, this has happened, I don't know what to do, they know A, they'll get a reply and B, they will get help. Having said that, if they never turned up to four out of the six <laughs> sessions of boot camp yes. and they didn't do their feedback survey, which is all we ask in return, they don't get they get a reply, but they don't get the help. So it's a it's a generous with um strings attached. <laughs> but yes, I have an exit strategy because I can't do this forever. And um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is totally fair. Mm. <laughs> um I could talk to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, I can pretty much talk to anyone all day, can I, Grant? <laughs> yes, yes, you can, and <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, you know, I, I have this, I have this thing about community and building a community and people knowing that they're not alone. And basically, what I see here is with Seed Lab is it's a professional version of that. You know, it's for companies coming in, but there's still that support and being in a being in a program with other companies that are at the early stages of development, you know, that it's so important for us as humans to have that interaction and that contact with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think this is the fact that, you know, you're you've created it in a business sense. For these people, it just is another layer of value. It's really fantastic. Look, it's it's such a serendipitous thing, really, because when we started Seed Lab Tasmania in 2020, there wasn't COVID. We did our first rounds of boot camp by travelling around Tasmania and hiring venues and catering and sitting around tables and trying to squeeze what we now do in six weeks into two days. <laughs> and... <laughs> It but was a simpler time. <laughs> it was a simpler time. 
But they got to meet each other and we had dinners and things like that. And then COVID hit and I, at the time, some of the funding came from the federal government. So I was waiting for the federal government to ring me up and say, just go and sit on the sofa and eat chocolate and watch binge TV like everyone else is. (laughs) And they never did. And hot chips. uh, Yeah, we just kept going and we... Thankfully, because one of, well, my long-suffering husband, a business partner, is a techno wizard. So we literally, within three weeks, learned how to use Zoom, set up an online learning management system, and then started doing it that way. And what we found was that by um, ma- managing the Zoom room, as we call it, in a, in a way that enables people to connect, enables people to have conversations Uh, by providing a range of events that are both formal and informal and the occasional face-to-face event, you can still build community and you can do it in an island state like Tassie. So when Woolworth said, well, can you do this Australia-wide? We're like, well, of course we can because we've done it in Tassie and, and we don't drive up and down the Midland Highway and the Bass Highway all the time. And I think that community in Seed Lab has become the most valued thing for me and also for the participants because they support each other. We have private Facebook groups. We never have ever had to moderate what anyone has said on any of those groups because they're all just supporting each other. And, you know, someone yesterday posted that they've just, they're going into 300 Woolworth stores in July and they just provided a bit of of the story of that so that everyone else could go, hey, this can really happen. And you should see the trail of congratulations, that's amazing, love your work. And they're from people who they know if they asked a question, um, everyone else would answer it. And and that that is just such a special place because these founders are otherwise in their factories, just, their kitchens, yeah, yeah. alone. Yeah. No, you've just you've just created a wonderful thing. Um, it's been Thank so you. lovely to talk to you. Thank uh, you. I just yeah, oh, so good. Isn't it amazing, Grant? It's absolutely fantastic, and uh, it's been a great conversation. I'm sitting actually sitting here thinking, hey, I may need to uh, have a chat about some options for my companies, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, no, this has been quite fascinating and even going from guinea pigs to sharks, who knew? I know. You know oh, look, that thank we, you, you for know, the opportunity. <laughs> I was just, I'm just delighted that, you know, I've, I've had a guest on in Hazel that, that loves a diversion of a conversation as much as I do. <laughs> and, and I got back to the point as well. I know. I'm very, pr- I'm very proud of us. <laughs> you both managed to still keep it on track. Well done. Yes, <laughs> that's good. Okay. Well, look. Thank you so much, Hazel. And um, we'll speak soon. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Hazel. Thanks, Kim. And thanks to our audience for joining us today. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard, you can follow this podcast in your favourite podcatcher to ensure you get every episode as they're released. We'll be back in the not-too-distant future with another informative discussion. But until then, have a great day. You've been listening to the Food and Drink Business Podcast, produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Food and Drink Business, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of food and drink business, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact us via our website or send an email to editor at foodanddrinkbusiness.com.au. 
You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's food and beverage industry at foodanddrinkbusiness.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.